Bob, he's Steve. Together we are IED Sports, and today we brought in a special guest, Herms. Herms, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and where you can find your work? Hi, uh, my name is Herms. You can find me on Twitter at HermsNFL. You can also find the stuff that I do at The Lateral FF or www.thelateralff.com. I primarily specialize in redraft fantasy football. I like playing Dynasty, but I'm not very good at it. So just listen to me for redraft stuff. I've got big <laughs> predictions. George Kittle getting injured. I'm calling it. <laughs> Ow. I we'll get there when we get there. Let's start with Trey Lance because that's the guy I really want to talk about today. <laughs> I think that that is absolutely the right place to start. He went number three overall. He ran a similar scheme in college, so I think he's going to get the keys to this offense right away. Um, should I be know. at the helm week one. I've met 3,864 yards, 23 touchdowns, seven interceptions. He likes running the ball, 155 rushing attempts for 899 yards and four rushing touchdowns. 20.4 points per game lands him as last year's quarterback 11. Steve, where's he going now? Um, Trey Lance is, um, he actually moved down. He was at QB 20. He is now at QB 22 with an ADP of 1308. The highest he has been drafted is 808. And the lowest obviously is 1510 because he's a rookie. So there is risk. He only played one game in 2020. He only started 19 games total in his college career. Herms, what do you think about Trey Lance? I mean, the thing that makes me the most nervous, I would say, is the fact that like they're paying Jimmy Garoppolo a lot of money and he is still there. So, I mean, at some point during the year, I think it will be handed uh, the job of starting quarterback. That is will be handed over to Trey Lance. But like the whole like winning the job outright week one is kind of the big concern for me on top of everything you said about like, you know, not a lot of experience playing in college. And also it was at like the division one A or whatever level they call that. So, I mean, I don't know, but hey, he's incredibly fast, and you got to love those quarterbacks that can run. Always mm. great for fantasy. I love those. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Absolutely. That's what we saw with Jalen Hurts, who was not incredibly good, but he put up a lot of numbers during last season. So it could be that. I would be surprised if Jimmy Garoppolo is still on the roster uh, come September 1st. Um, Steve, are you buying or selling on Trey Lance this season? I mean, I'm not buying him to start week one. I really don't think that that's going to happen because Kyle Shanahan's offense is notoriously known for a quarterback needing at least a season to grasp the playbook. Matt Ryan, Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, other quarterbacks who is who have played with um, under Shanahan's system, they've always needed at least a year to fully grasp the system. And you know, they, they Jimmy Jimmy G's there basically just to just to make his paycheck. He's in the system. The, the the 49ers still love Jimmy G. They still think that he is a quality quarterback. It's just that he's been injured, so they have to take it into a different direction. So because the 49ers still believe that they can win the Super Bowl. And, you know, so they're they're not gonna throw in a rookie quarterback unless they absolutely have to, but unfortunately, Jimmy G also likes to get injured, so you you never yeah, know. I think they do have to. I don't think you take a guy three overall. You gotta you gotta put somewhere on the tires. I I think 49ers, they have a window. It's not like the window's closing anytime soon. They have a good football team. They got some young wide receivers, build chemistry. I think Trey Lance will start next season. At me projecting him at quarterback eleven in the games that he plays, I have to take him. He's going at quarterback twenty two. That's free ninety nine. That's what you're paying. He's he's a last pick in a redraft league, just a dart at the board. And if you're like me, you wait late and you just want to grab someone to slot in later in the season. Trey Lance might be that guy for me. But we got to move on and talk about the running threats because there are a couple players here that deserve some consideration. First, we're going to start with Raheem Mostert. 
who I think is going to get a real shot in 2021 to be the 1A. I have him projected at 205 attempts, which is actually slightly below his 2020 pace. 984 yards, six touchdowns. I'm going to add 49 receptions for 384 and three touchdowns, which will land him at 12.6 points per game. Running back, 9, 10, 11 over just last season. Steve, where is he going in drafts now? He is currently running back 23 with an ADP of 407. The highest he has been drafted is 307 and the lowest 508. So he he's kind of in like that true middle range of, of running back like two and such. So Herms, I have him at a oh, bottom end of running back one. Um, ADP has him at bottom end of a running back two. Where is he on your board? I'm probably more in line with the second thing you said because and I and I I was looking at the San Francisco like running back like carry splits or like the workload whatever blah blah, blah yeah. over the last few years and it's really really hard for one dude to get like a discernible amount of work like over the second guy that they throw in there like sure. it's very very close together in terms of the work that they like to divvy up between at minimum two people mm-hmm. that said like I don't know. Some people are concerned about the next guy we're going to talk about. Oh, teaser. But, you know, as long as Raheem Mostert's there, they like him a lot. And he's been good whenever he's been healthy. But that's kind of also the operative part there. But, you know, like, hey, you know, that, I'm that here That is, for it. I'm that here is for the it. risk. And, I mean, fantasy football is a game of risk. It's called gambling for a reason, Steve. So you could uh, mm-hmm. put your condescending tone away. Thank you. <laughs> what um, condescending tone? I'm just saying, mm-hmm, because I'm agreeing with him. Part of it for me was that I had 49ers playing a few less snaps than last year. I have them at uh, 1,080 total plays, only 510 rushing attempts. If Trey Lance is in there, he's going to take a lot of those rushes away, which is why I gave Raheem Mostert 205 and the other guys have about 130 rushes combined. If it is Jimmy Garoppolo, I think the floor for Raheem Mostert's even higher because there are more stats to go around. So that is absolutely um, what I am looking at here. Steve, tell us what you think. I, I mean, I'm selling him. I I would. There are so many. Like, uh, he's currently running back 23. Let me look. Let me look super quick at the running backs that are going around him at running back 23. So the, again, this is this yeah, is fantasy. Kareem Hunt, Miles Gaskin, Melvin Gordon. um, Yeah, and also David Montgomery, Chris Carson, and such. Um, Like, I would honestly pass on Raheem Mostert, and I'd wait to, I'd wait maybe two rounds later for Ronald Jones or or um, Damian Harris in the sixth round. You just have to talk about Ronald Jones during every broadcast. Uh, We 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 have not talked about we have not talked about Ronald Jones since our last episode, and then before that, I did not bring him up, so I I don't want to hear it. It, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, because I love Raheem Mostert, but he's always injured. There's always something going on with him. And they obviously drafted um, a guy that we're going to talk about next. I'm also dropping a spoiler because, you know, they, because Raheem Mostert can't stay healthy. Jeff Wilson can't stay healthy. Jeff, you know, and and those aren't even the guys who I have up in the depth chart. I have Raheem Mostert, number one. Number two, I actually have Wayne Gallman, who, if you're a Giants fan, you know, Wayne Gallman filled in very well during last season. Wayne Gallman is a good running back, but they did draft Trey Sermon, so that's who we're going to talk about next as being fantasy relevant. I have him for about 80 rushing attempts. If you get Jimmy Garoppolo, that'll go up to about 120 rushing attempts, um, 368 yards, and a bunch of rushing touchdowns because he is a big boy. If you watch Trey Sermon in college, he is a plow with the ball in his hands. However, I um, don't have him as a very valuable 
you know, other than a late draft pick and maybe a handcuff or, you know, a dart throw in case Moser goes down. I'm not sure mm-hmm. Trey Sermon has standalone value. Herms, how do you see Trey Sermon breaking down next year? I know that however long ago it was, someone, an official with the Niners, said something about how, like, yeah, Wayne Gallman's our number two guy. I'm not really sure how true that will be by the time everything is all said and done at the end of camp and whatnot. I think there's a decent chance, like, Sermon could usurp the position that Gallman supposedly has now. But to your credit, I mean, and to your point as well, like, I don't know, there's a chance that he ends up being, you know, third in the pecking order. So it's like, I don't know, dude. Like, I've got him, like, in my kind of, like, higher-end RB4 territory tentatively but like honestly like we just we got to learn some more news we got to wait for some camp stuff to happen before i can say anything definitive (laughs) so adp wise adp wise jeff wilson is is the number 33 overall running back going at 706 and then trey sermon is the 54 overall running back um going at 11.9 and then there are uh, and then wayne gallman is down there at 63 in the 14th round so in all honesty I I would go with the upside of Trey Sermon over all of them. I I would wait. I would wait until that eleventh round. To, yeah, Trey, Trey to Sermon is getting up. drafted after Anthony McFarland and Tariq Cohen, so I don't know Ooh, how ADP is going to shake when when the season goes down. But I do want to point out. Um, Wayne Gallman rushed for four point six yards per attempt last season on the Giants on one of the worst offensive lines in football as a backup to Saquon Barkley. So I just think um, what, what we have going on there is, is something um, that we can't take out of consideration. But let's move to the pass catching targets because we're going to start out with Brandon Ayuk. Um, I, I love Brandon Ayuk, someone who I've touted since last season. I drafted him everywhere as a rookie, and he just proved to me that he's better than Debo last season. They're very similar guys. Um, I have him next season at 125 targets for 76 receptions, 915 yards, six touchdowns. That 12.6 points per game lands him at wide receiver 13 in 2021. I was looking for spots where I could dink and dunk and move him down. But that's just where I got him. Like, like this, this was so much for me to move him down. I moved him down in efficiency. I moved him down in catch percentage, and he still lands wide receiver thirteen. Steve, where's he going in drafts? Um, he is currently wide receiver twenty eight yeah. with an ADP of six oh seven. The highest he's been drafted is five oh one. The lowest seven twelve. Herms, I adore Ayuk. I think that he is going to have a pretty fun year. I have him in my wide receiver two area as most people do, but like not as high as you do, but like still in that, you know, general range or whatever. And plus, yeah. you know, remember that, remember when he did the thing where he like leapt over the defender and did that whole thing. It's a really cool yeah. gift. Check it out. Use it whenever you want to look cool on Twitter. But like, yeah, dude, I don't know. Like the whole Debo Samuel thing. Like I adore Debo Samuel as a player, but at the same time, kind of like what we were saying about Raheem Moster, it's just like, Dude gets banged up a lot. And also, like, you know, toward you know the end of the season, they're like, Ayu looked better. <laughs> so I mean, like, uh-huh. it's kind of hard to, you know, I mean like George Kittle's the biggest issue for Ayuk in terms of getting like the type of like insane type of like volume that we'd want like a like big alpha wide receiver to get, but like that's a very small, largely irrelevant criticism. <laughs> like Ayuk's yeah. gonna be good. Ayuk missed some time during last season, too, and he finished as wide receiver 33. So moving him up to wide receiver 28 on next season seems very, very conservative to me. I want you Mm -hmm. to read you. Now, he did miss four games over the end of last season, um, kind of in mixed spots, not consecutively. But from weeks 8 to 14, when he played, here's his target share. 10, 
14, 9, 16, 13. He's not getting those same targets this year, but that just shows that he was trusted and he was doing the work in that time. He had, uh, I think four touchdowns in five games. So mm-hmm. absolutely love Ayuk for the upside. Um, like what he brings to this team. So let's move on to Debo Samuel, kind of the other half, very similar player to Brandon Ayuk. When they drafted Brandon Ayuk, that was kind of the criticism. Like you're not bringing a new tool bag. You have two of the same tools now, but it is what it is. Never healthy in 2020. I think Debo has a chance to step up into the wide receiver kind of three role this season. I have him at 105 targets with 69 receptions. I did not make that up. It fit with this system, I promise. Um, 762 yards, five receiving touchdowns, just under eight fantasy points per game. Puts Debo wide receiver 48 on the year, right around where DJ Shark was in 2020. Steve, where is he currently going in drafts? Um, Debo is currently wide receiver 35 with an ADP of 801. The lowest, I mean, the highest he's been going is, is the fourth round and the lowest is the ninth round. Good Herms. We're going to play a game Herms. I'm going to give you two players. You pick the player that you'd rather have on your team. Boom. Let's do it. Debo Samuel, Robbie Anderson, uh, Anderson, Debo Samuel, Brandon cooks, uh, who's playing quarterback for the Texans. (laughs) Flip uh, a coin. Okay, well, okay, I'll head Fair answer. Just to, yeah, yeah, just, I'll, just, I'll just say Debo. Debo and Jerry Judy. Debo, Jarvis Landry. Debo, Devontae Parker. Debo. Those are all players that are going around where Debo is in the draft. And of them, only Robbie Anderson is currently being drafted earlier. So I got to be out. Hmm. Uh, we said we're in or out. I'm out on Debo Samuel. I think he's got to take a, a bump a little further down. I like where he's valued. I like where he's valued. I just, I can't do it. I can't pull the trigger just based on those other guys. I'm taking Jerry Judy mm-hmm. nine times out of 10 if if I have those options, to be completely honest. Herms, what do you think? Well, I mean, if, if that was how we're going to evaluate how we feel about Debo Samuel, then I am like remarkably lukewarm. Wow. <laughs> like, wow, pretty cool. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't, I th- he's, he's priced at such, I don't know. Like when you're going to be building your bench for your team, like that seems like a good guy to grab just in case he strings together some health. And also like the cool, like little like end around stuff that he likes to do. You know what I mean? You get a little bit of rushing in there sometimes too. So I mean, like, yeah, I like, I like Debo Samuel as long as we're viewing him in the proper context of your roster. Like if you're building it to like rely on Debo Samuel, then like, oh boy. But you know, if he's just like a piece that you could just have, you know, like bi-week fill in or whatever. And like, if he pops off then like, Hey, great value. Hooray. Have a parade. But like, yeah, dude, I'm here for it. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, is we're completely forgetting about his rookie season. His rookie season, he had 57 receptions for 802 yards and three touchdowns, and he was and he was popping off 14 14.07 yards per catch. The the thing is, is he suffered a nasty foot injury before the season even began, and we knew that that we knew that this was going to affect him throughout most of the season. So, like you know, you you have to you have to give him a pass for 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 not putting up the numbers that we expected him to put up this year. You know, it, because because he only played in he only played in what he played in seven games, and how many of them did he finish? Not many. It, it, he's coming into this season healthy and fresh, and he has a lot of talent. 
And I, I, I'm just going to say it. If I, if in, um, in the eighth round, if I've missed out on players like Robbie Anderson, Cortland Sutton, or Juju Smith Schuster, who is going, who all these three players are going. Yeah, I know. Go, I know. We'll talk about this at another time. Let's make sure we bring Herms back for the, for the, uh, for the Steelers show. So, so we could talk yes. about, Juju. but yes. anyway, um, yeah, you know, give me, give me Debo Samuel at, in the eighth round. If I, I've missed out on those players. 100%. Yes. One for one, Ayuk and Debo. Uh, mm. On a relative basis, I guess I would say Debo because of the value. No, we're, no, no, Weirdly. I'm not talking relative basis. I'm talking straight up. Straight up. Oh, well, straight up than Ayuk, but you know. I would I like to mitigate risk when I go through my draft. So if I see that there's not enough risk early, if I took like five or six, maybe even seven rounds of just safe players and I need some upside, Maybe I'll be taking Debo, but I can't imagine most of him on many of my rosters. Otherwise, honestly, honestly, I would say I would say push, and there's a reason why I'm saying push because we, because Kyle Shanahan's offense is built around short passes and and getting the ball in the receivers' hands and the receivers getting yak. What are the what are Ayuk? Um, what are Ayuk and uh in Debo good at they're good at with the ball in their hand in short space and then getting yak that's what they're good at and, you know and Kittle and Kittle's there just to eat up all the stuff in the middle so you know you know there there is there is a lot of potential here and, and you know you have two players on the outside who have the same similar talent set and and you know that so you really so if they're all three of these players are on the field it's basically pick your poison how are you going to stop this offense because oh by the way we also have a killer running game that that can burn up um 20 yards on the ground as well so let's move on to george kittle then yeah <laughs> has some risk uh going you know 16 games only once in his first four years but He's got a rookie quarterback behind him. We talked about short plays over the middle. I think he can get 135 targets, 90 receptions, 1,040 yards, and five touchdowns. Those are wide receiver numbers right there. Um, just over 10 points per game lands him at tight end three in 2020. Far behind Waller and Kelsey, but far ahead of uh, Tanya and Hawkinson and all, all the guys in the next tier. So kind of have him in his own little middle tier right there where I'm projecting him. Where is he going currently in draft, Steve? He is currently, unsurprisingly, he is tight end two with an ADB of 209 and has been as drafted as high as the first round, 12th pick, and as low as the third round with the sixth pick. Herms, what do you think? George Kittle. I prefer Kelsey or Waller if I'm going tight end ex extremely early, but at the same time, like I think what really bothers me is the fact that George Kittle just does not score a ton of touchdowns. Over but his career, 14 touchdowns in four seasons, two, five, five, two. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, you know, that it, it kind of it, it's a bummer. You know, it really is. And it, and he makes up for it with the whole because you also get points for, you know, catching the ball in the receiving yards and stuff. So it's not like he doesn't do anything. But at the same yeah. time, like, yeah. you know, just I don't know, like whenever I'm viewing like the top tight ends or whatever, you know what I mean? Like mm. we get down to like little tiebreakers and stuff, you know, like and we've only seen it from Waller like one year because people were saying the same thing about him after his first year. It was like, wow, the touchdown's got to go up. But they did. They did. So, mm -hmm. you know, like I have him, I have him right there at my third tight end. And, you know, and, like, and this is Kittle's, this is into that third round value. Give me that. 
but 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 here's the here's the thing kittle kittle is only going into his fifth year most tight ends that most tight ends don't start breaking out until like their sixth or seventh year really because tight ends are just that that wonky you know if i i'm gonna put it like this i'm gonna put it in a hypothetical scenario let's say that let's say that i'm sitting around that two three turn and let's say let's say I have like the tenth or eleventh or twelfth pick in um in in the at, at that at that position. Mm-hmm. If if I'm at the if I'm sitting at one of those three positions at the end of the second round and Travis I mean and George Kittle's sitting there for me, I, I, I you know especially when you're going to have running backs like Mixon, DeAndre Swift, um, Josh Jacobs or J.K. Dobbins who will sit who will probably be there on the turn back. You, I will, I will gladly take George Kittle with, at, at one of those picks, and then once they, and then once one of those running backs come around to me, I'll pick up my running back too, because Kittle, Kittle, just like Travis Kelsey, is a is a um, positional advantage, and and getting Kittle at the end of the second round, you know that that's that that would be a steal for me. I would rather wait to wait two rounds. And grab someone like Mark Andrews, who has that upside um, of scoring a touchdown and actually bringing me into that week. We view tight ends a little differently. When I view tight ends, I think, don't ruin my week. Don't put up a goose egg. And if you score, I get a little extra. So so if you're relying on Kittle, that's the unfortunate part, is that you're relying on Kittle, um, which is, is not the way I'm going to play the game, but absolutely one way that you could go. So here, uh, Kittle, I'm actually selling this season. I love him. I like what he's going to do. I just not going to be able to justify taking him where he's going when I can find some value later again um, with with tight ends. I, I really am looking for, you know, those touchdowns, especially in half PPR, which is what we talk mostly about here on ID Sports. Um, I'm sure you guys can't hate on that.